Welcome to Gadgets, a podcast from Gizmodo where we woman-slain technology. I'm your host, Caitlin McGarry, Senior Consumer Tech Editor at Gizmodo, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Gizmodo reporter, Florence Ion. Hello, Flo. Hi, I'm waving frantically. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for joining me today. Um, Flo, today we sit here in the real world. We're chatting over Zoom from across the state of California. Mm -hmm. But in the future, or at least the future according to Mark Zuckerberg, Hmm. our little avatars will be podcasting together in the metaverse, surrounded Hmm. by NFTs, I think. Hmm. Are you excited? Hmm. Mark has been making a lot of decisions for us. He made decisions for us Mm. in college, right? Because we came of age when Facebook started as, you know, Mm -hmm. the place to go to find honeys. And again, you are dating us. (laughs) Why do you always have to reference our college I go with the really bad ones too, right? Like the the extremely dated stuff. But yeah, so the Facebook then, and now it's turning into the metaverse. Yes. Uh, okay. So before we dive too deeply into the metaverse, because no. we'll never get out, <laughs> we may never emerge. Um, mm-hmm. So we want to thank everyone who has liked and subscribed to us so far. Um, we really appreciate you checking out our pilot episode. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts and you like what you hear, um, please consider leaving us a rating and a review because it helps so much and it helps other people find us. So thank you. It's true. So each week, we uh, chat with our fellow Gizmodo reporters to talk about the biggest headlines in technology. And this week, I'm really excited, our guest is Shoshana Wodinski, who covers the business of data for Gizmodo. And she's going to be talking to us about the Facebook papers, which have been inescapable. Mm, That's for sure. Everywhere. Especially at Gizmodo, where, yeah. Yes, So Gizmodo is actually part of a consortium of news outlets who um, have access to the Facebook papers. So as they're being released, we get them, we go through them, and we figure out what exactly the news is. Um, And we bring that to you. And Shosh is a part of that effort, and um, she's going to tell us everything that we've learned about Facebook from those leaked documents. Which has been a lot. It's a lot. (laughs) So it's basically what everyone is talking about. And weirdly enough, Facebook just changed its name. Just as everyone was talking about Facebook papers, it's no longer Facebook. Isn't that super weird? Very weird. I don't know. It's no longer the Facebook. (laughs) Is it it related? Who's to tell? Uh, So Facebook changed its name to Meta. Um, You know, I might also change my name if it was suddenly all over the news for extremely bad things. Uh, Mm. You know. You know, I have another name, by the way, (laughs) that when things go awry, I'm going to change it to, which I guess is not helping me now by letting you all know. The name is Francine. So if you see a a Francine bionic, that's... Oh, wow. That means I'm in the witness protection program. Francine You should ask me if I need help. It's like just close enough to Florence Ion (laughs) that it's not a completely different person. Where did that come from? Francine. Uh, Francine was the name that I called myself when I was a kid. I, it was hmm. my fake sister. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, we don't have to go that deep into it, but I, I think just... we're going to come back to this later. <laughs> Eventually, have... we will. <laughs> I have so many questions. This might be an entire episode all on its own. <laughs> we're talking about the metaverse. So we are. It's meta. 
in the metaverse, you can absolutely be Francine Bionic, your little avatar. Yeah. So hopefully our listeners aren't yet tired of hearing the word metaverse because it's gonna keep coming up. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna explore what life would be like if Flo, you and I were interacting as avatars in a virtual we tried. world. We tried an Animal Crossing. <laughs> we did. We had a great time in Animal Crossing. We did. I loved but that. Then... I don't know. If, I don't know if that's similar to the metaverse. I feel like it's not. But like, if the metaverse ends up being as fun as Animal Crossing was in like those first three weeks, like, sold. I'm sold. On right. It. <laughs> right. But I don't know because the metaverse depends on wearing a virtual reality headset. Flo, we're going to get into that in a minute. Uh, I'm not sold on it, so I want to hear your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we get into that, Flo, we're going to fangirl a little bit because you and I have made a pact. We fell off the exercise bandwagon for a couple months. We're going to get back on our Peloton bikes. We're doing it. And we're going to discuss why we love them so much. and. Yes. Maybe explain why other people might want to buy them, especially now that there's been a price cut on the cheapest bike. Now mm-hmm. might be a good time. Mm-hmm. And you just looked at the new treadmill, so we're going to talk about that, too. I did. I just reviewed the new Peloton tread. But Flo, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the biggest gadget launch of the oh. last few weeks. What did I miss? The Apple Apple polishing That's cloth. That's right. Have you... Have you heard about the polishing cloth? Well, it's everywhere. No, because I'm an Android. I'm a green <laughs> bubble, so I'm not really allowed in that club. Um, but I, but I know there's there's Even one you, you can buy. <laughs> Even you can use the cloth. It's uh, platform agnostic. One mm. would say. <laughs> okay. Uh, the cloth is nineteen dollars, um, which is kind of a lot for a single cloth. This is not like a two-pack. This is one It's like cloth. a keychain you buy at the Disney store because you can't afford, you know, the bigger toys, the, you know, right. the bigger so products. Instead of AirPods, which are $179, you get the polishing cloth and it feels similar, right? Right. <laughs> is that the goal here? <laughs> I don't know. I have, look, I have the polishing cloth. Uh, it was sent to me by Apple included with um, an iMac that had a special screen that required the cloth mm. it's like a whole thing um and it's it's good like it's a good cloth i mean i wouldn't say it's like the best cloth i don't know what what's the rating scale here i mean there is like there's a difference between a good cleaning cloth and a really bummy one that they just kind of include for free in your gadget that you purchased from a dubious source true which i have That's a bag true. of those and they're not the best it's true I'm just saying, I bought a three-pack of gym towels that turned out to be microfiber cloths. It was Amazon's choice for gym towels, and they're microfiber. And I will say nothing is as uncomfortable as, like, wiping your sweaty face <laughs> with a microfiber towel. <laughs> Someone please help me. I need I need new gym towels. Like, this is... And I keep just using that. Wash it's cloths. been months. <laughs> just get the washcloths, the ones at Nordstrom Rack. They have the little handles on them so you can hang them from your Peloton. And they kind of air dry. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Honestly, this is why we do this <laughs> podcast, so you can help me. <laughs> I am such a homebody. This is what happens. <laughs> just... <laughs> no, I, I need the cloth recommendations. I need to upgrade my life. Okay, we're going to take a quick break before we dive into the metaverse. Um, So we'll be right back.
So Flo, this week, as we mentioned, has been all about the metaverse, a, a phrase that no one was saying really until like a week ago when I Facebook know. had this whole presentation. It was, you know, all of this CGI, this imaginary world where you put on a headset and suddenly you're going to concerts and you're going to work and you're hanging out with your friends, but like you're not actually leaving your house, but it looks super cool. But like, it doesn't exist. This isn't a thing that exists yet. And like, I'm hmm. not convinced that it's going to happen. I want to I want to know what you think. I think, okay, there's a couple of things going on here. So first of all, when you talked about attending concerts with friends, the first thing I thought about was that Fortnite special that happened with Travis Scott. Uh, I believe he's yeah. Kylie's baby daddy. Yes. Wait, yes. Travis Scott. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Hope Travis I didn't mess Scott, that yes. one up. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so <laughs> Kylie's baby daddy was in that virtual universe. He did a really, it was a very cool concept. My husband really wanted to like be a part of the experience. So I joined him. It just so happened to take place during my child's nap. Perfect timing. And I bring that up because I don't know if the metaverse is for a busy person like me. I don't know that I have time to go into that virtual world. And I don't know that our working environment facilitates itself to that medium. Because you and I, like, we collaborate, you know, on our staff, but we don't need virtual whiteboards. You know, most of the stuff that we do is just like back and forth chatting <laughs> to kind of get to the point mm -hmm. where our brains need to be to get something written. At the same time, I do know a lot of work environments that would benefit from that like virtual whiteboarding. And I fear that they're going to be the ones really pushed into this. And then that's where this whole world is really going to get built out. It's going to get built out around like the Salesforce employee who needs to be in a virtual environment with an executive and show them this thing. I don't know that it's going to translate necessarily to us plebeians who are just at home because <laughs> because i have tried with the quest i really have but it sits in an right. ottoman at home you have the meta the meta quest 2 is what it's now that's called right. instead of Oculus. that's right mm -hmm. Correct? they yes. changed the name yeah bringing bringing this bringing this back to to gadgets the whole point is that you're wearing this vr headset right how many people own VR headsets? They're prohibitively expensive for most people. They usually are like massive. I personally do not like wearing, I've tried them all and I don't like wearing any of them. As a woman, professional woman, you're often wearing a full face of makeup. You have your hair done. Every time I've been to a demo where they're like, here, strap on this headset. I'm like, oh my God, like I have so much going on here. This is not conducive to just putting it on and taking it off. Like it's a whole ordeal. So people aren't paying attention to that. And then, yeah, like who who wants to be wearing a headset all day long, even if they got super comfortable, which I don't see that happening. Like nothing is comfortable to wear on your face for eight hours. I don't, I mean, kudos to everyone wearing glasses. I know it's like a bummer, but... <laughs> That was very 2020 vision privilege of me. I'm so sorry about that. It um, really was. Some of us my, are like I'm going to get payback struggling. once I start really the eyes going. So don't worry. I know I'm headed for that. Yeah. Uh, but mm -hmm. I'm just thinking about how sick I get. Like I will start to get a headache after 20 minutes of Beat Saber. And I love Beat Saber. I love the music on there. There's a couple other 
VR apps that I play on the Quest that are also just about like music rhythm, those kind of games. It's super fun for that. And it's super fun if you want to do like, if you want to fly over Arizona, you know, because you can't go and <laughs> you just want to wow. like chill out. <laughs> just fly over Arizona. That's a, <laughs> such a selling point. <laughs> I, listen, I love the desert. That's why I watch the Sister Wives. It's all the it's all the scenic, you know, mountains and everything. They're and so Vegas, you get that. I think. Yeah. Exactly. No, I've seen well, they, them in, in real life. Yeah, I've seen the Sister Wives. Well, mm, <laughs> Trying really hard not to go down no, that route because we're having don't. big news this week in that in that realm. We're but, gonna stay off the sister wives. Back to VR. Yeah. There, what I mean to say yeah. through all that is there's just such limited use for the headset right now. It's not like the Nintendo Switch, for instance. When we're talking about gaming, my toddler cannot come with me into the virtual realm, into the metaverse. My toddler is going to interact more with what she can see and what she can touch, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be like that in our family for a while because she's just a kid. Yeah. The only folks I know who are enjoying like the metaverse with their families have additional headsets. But again, that is such a like gadget centric way of being in this space. And like you were saying earlier, it's still so prohibitive to everybody else. Yeah. And it's just freaking depressing. I mean, everyone I know is like, I hate being on my phone all the time. I hate that it dominates my life. I don't want to be in front of screens when I don't have to be. And now Mark Zuckerberg is out here like, actually, your whole life could be the screen. And it would be so much better because you'd feel like you were with other people. And it's like, I don't know. Don't you want to actually be with other people? And and I feel like Facebook is obviously not thinking about like how it'll be misused because they never think about that. <laughs> And like no. the whole reason that Facebook as a company has been successful is because their product is free. And the metaverse is not going to be free because you need a headset to join. Yeah. They were going to they are taking away the Facebook login that you need to have to like get into the Oculus. Um I wonder if they're going to do that with their smart displays which are now called the metal meta portals by the way meta portals yeah it's very hard to say the meta i I don't even want to call it the facebook portal yeah the facebook portal you and i just tested it you reviewed it it's a really good product actually but people don't love it because it's facebook and so maybe calling it the meta portal will that's not going to convince people that it's not a facebook product everybody knows it's facebook this rebranding is really confusing and it's not too, you know, there's a lot of really cool like tech stuff that's happening with regards to the metaverse and everything that they're figuring out around virtual reality. And so I I offer kudos in that realm. But at the same time, I can't stop thinking about the examples that we were shown during that whole Facebook Connect or Meta Connect or whatever, which was <laughs> it was very much around like shopping, an experience of being, you know, in a mall. They were having, they had Jackie Ina on there, who's like a very popular uh, YouTube makeup artist. And she was talking about how she's going to sell her perfumes in the metaverse, which, by the way, metaverse doesn't have Scentovision. So you're not going to actually be smelling anything as far as I know. It's just this case of where we're being sold, like, this is how we want you to interact with our products. Here's what we want you to use it. It's solving a problem that doesn't really exist. And I think that's why there's exist. a lot of, yeah, I think that's why there's a lot of hesitance around this. Because it's like, I don't know that I was immediately asking for that. Like, that's cool. 
but I'm I'm totally fine just doing this Zoom call with you and yeah. having our podcast I mean, recording. I'm sure <laughs> your, your 3D avatar is going to be super cute. Like, I'm excited to see what you come up with, but it's not better than, like, see, seeing your face. No. And honestly, I think you're right. Like, it just seems to me that Zuckerberg is just envisioning this world where people are buying and selling fake things, digital goods, which is like a huge economy already in games and apps. But I don't want that to be our entire life. That sounds really dystopian. But maybe we're maybe we're just heading there. It's absolutely ready player one. (laughs) Just absolutely. (laughs) It is. Yeah. It gives me headaches to think about, too. Also, because physically, again, I get headaches from these things. You understand all this screen time. What What is the long-term effects of all of this? I know we keep citing research papers and all that, but the idea of going from this screen all day and then going into the metaverse to see my friends, I'm already getting headaches going into Instagram after, you know, we <laughs> log off for the day. So, yeah, there's there's some there's some things here that need to be applied before we... Yeah, there's something. And I don't I don't know that anybody trusts Facebook or Meta to be the ones to figure it out. I mean, that's the whole reason they're doing this rebranding, right? They want us to think of it as more than but I don't. (sighs) As we're going to find out in our next little tidbit of the Facebook papers. Yeah, so the whole reason (laughs) I mean, Zuckerberg has said that, of course, we didn't change our name because of the Facebook papers. But We're about to talk to Shosh, and she's going to tell us if that's true or not. (laughs) So we'll we'll be right back after this break (laughs) with Shoshana Wodinski. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Today by Shoshana Wodinski. She's Gizmodo's reporter covering the business of data. Shosh, you have been diving into the Facebook papers over the last couple weeks. Um, this is a historic leak in Silicon Valley history. And we want to know why this is so important and what are the biggest things that we've learned about Facebook in the last few weeks. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> where do you uh, mean where super, to start? You know, you know, just not, you know, just just easy, just a little thing. Just 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 easy, easy question to answer. Um, So just yes. to give a brief recap, the quote unquote Facebook papers are a, a series of documents, literally hundreds and hundreds of documents that are being provided to Congress and the SEC by Facebook whistleblower Francis Hogan, who was a member of the civic integrity team that has since kind of disbanded and dispersed across the company. This was the team dealing with things like election misinformation, among many other things. Mm. And it often overlapped with 
other internal orgs like uh, the Dangerous Groups Org that dealt with the Capitol rioters or organizations right. like QAnon. So there's a lot of documents related to that. Um, in my day job, when I'm not covering these leaks, I cover a lot of uh, ads-related stuff. You know, Facebook is a company that serves a lot of ads. And there isn't a lot of that to be found here, but there is a lot to do with kind of the, the company's impact on society, for better or worse. Mm -hmm. So we've, mm -hmm. right. we've been learning a lot about that over the past few weeks. So everything that I've been reading from your coverage is like Facebook knows internally that it's bad <laughs> and it's trying to like not convey that publicly. So is there anything that we didn't know about Facebook that we've learned or anything that surprised you in your reading of these docs? Uh, the hundreds and hundreds of documents. I think uh, we just dropped about 75 more today. There's about 800 and counting, I think. And I'm going through those wow. with our senior reporter, uh, Del Cameron, who's been a really huge asset in all of this. And something that he pointed out to me that uh, might not be clear to a lot of folks on the outside is how hard people inside the company, particularly on this now disbanded team, were really acting as a, as a force for good. You know, you would read things where people are like, hey, Mark is going to, Mark referring to Mark Zuckerberg, the company CEO, is going to make this announcement tomorrow. And obviously the changes he's announcing, like, don't go as far as we want. And they're not exactly what we want to hear. But, you know, the choices he's making, like, I'm thinking in particular about this document I was reading yesterday that mentioned some of the changes made to the companies, like policies around political ads uh, in the wake mm -hmm. of the 2020 election. And internally, the guy who was heading this uh, civic integrity team, who's no longer there, mentioned to his team, he's like, folks, Mark's going to make this announcement tomorrow. And I know it's not what we want to hear, but he, you know, he made these, these, he made these hard decisions based on like conversations with stakeholders. And you see this come up again and again, where the team's just like, we want to do more, we want to go farther, but we keep being stymied by choices made by the company's highest ranking execs. And something that Dell and I are doing uh, in particular that nobody else has really done so far is we're making a lot of these documents public because originally they were released to kind of this consortium of um, a few dozen uh, media outlets. Gizmodo got access a little bit later on. Um, and something that we all agreed was kind of messed up was that only journalists were really seeing these internal conversations, like mm -hmm. the, this internal reckoning between the company's top yeah, brass and its employees. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it felt gatekeepy as hell, and particularly because a lot of these documents deal with uh, like internal experiments that are either done on people's news feeds or with particular users. And obviously, you know, internal research is internal research, it's always going to be incomplete. They're, they usually have like a few dozen uh, users at most. But we all agreed that both like external researchers and like just folks that are rightfully critiquing the company deserve access to these docs. So we're actively working with a few uh, academic institutions and uh, outlets uh, overseas, like in India and the Middle East, to uh, give them the access that they also deserve. Yeah, that's great. I think... One of the things that Facebook users have always said is that the algorithm works in mysterious ways. <laughs> like, 
the algorithm. The algorithm. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean. and I, I and <laughs> it it's, does. It's true, right? Yeah, it the does. algorithm. Is and there God. anything that we learned? <laughs> the algorithm, <laughs> the algorithm, and God. Yo, you see it. Oh, God. I mean, what you realize looking over again these hundreds and hundreds of documents is that there isn't like any one algorithm. Like what determines what you see in your stories versus what you see in your newsfeed versus what friends get recommended to you. All are kind of guided by these unseen hands. Yeah. And there isn't one algorithm to blame. They all kind of work together to make the newsfeed experience so miserable. Ugh. Yeah, that makes it more difficult. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So like internally, like you look at these documents and you see them like, oh, we're going to make this one tweak to this tiny algorithm. And then you see this massive cascading effect. And the company's just like, how did this happen? And it's because this is such a massive company with so many moving parts. So I think, you know, as you were saying, there's a lot of people inside Facebook that really want to make changes, mm. or if they've worked up there in the past, they've tried really hard to make changes, but they all seem to be stymied <laughs> by Mark Zuckerberg, <laughs> right? And Sheryl Sandberg and Bose and whoever else is at the top. Right. So does it concern you or make you question the transition to Meta <laughs> and now and, okay. <laughs> I, refu I refuse to acknowledge that name. I don't know who you're It's hard. About. It's hard. It is. Yeah. Uh, the company formerly known as Facebook is changing its name and creating uh, this, you know, entirely new virtual platform where they can escape seemingly the, the effects of their real world decisions and just like, we're moving on. Some of us are going to the metaverse. Some of us are going to space. I don't like, we're just all trying to flee. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's a very like tech billionaire solution to the problem that they all caused. Uh, what I'm particularly worried about, RE, the metaverse, is, uh, you know, in my day job, again, I cover like ads and privacy, that sort of thing. We're only like regulators are only just getting a handle on what this company is doing mm. in our phones and in our laptops. VR is like uncharted territory. Nobody knows how to broach that yet. So the fact that we're seeing Mark Zuckerberg again, just go full speed, like, you know, the company's uh, longstanding motto is move fast and break things. He's literally just moving fast and breaking things, uh, but in an entirely new unregulated medium. So, uh Cool. Good time. No, nothing to see here, everyone. <laughs> Which is a real bummer because if virtual reality did have like a real world, you know, if it does have some benefits where it can come, we can adopt it and, and use it. It's right. going to get overlooked because of how quickly it's moving. It's like all these great advancements that we've made could be completely knocked out because, um, yeah, we uh, started genocide in another country. Well, yeah. Um, and speaking of genocide, <laughs> um, something that you see. Well, we're doing. I'm sorry, I brought that. I, I wasn't. So I wasn't planning Listen. on it, but you can't, we have moved on to genocide. You can't talk okay. about Facebook without mentioning the uh, oopsie doopsie. We caused a genocide overseas that one time. Um, part oh. part of the reason that uh, Dell and I are working so hard to get these uh, documents to folks overseas is because a lot of these documents are dealing with the company's impact in the global south. You read you read story, yeah. you, you read these documents mentioning regions like Indonesia or India or Brazil and the effects there are so much worse because a lot of the company's moderation efforts are focused on 
the U.S. because it's a U.S. company. And then you read, like, particularly for folks that speak uh, several languages, what I'm reading in a lot of these documents is that, like, the company barely had moderation in languages like, like Arabic, for example, or the moderation that they did have was very kind of minute because, you know, this is a massive company, there's massive scale, they can't have folks checking every single post every single time. They rely on algorithms. Mm -hmm. And those algorithms aren't very good at reading Farsi the same way they're reading English. Right. Great. Because of the people that are developing the algorithms and programming them. And I think it's also... Yeah. And it's also good to see what is going on with Facebook in this respect, because it's not just Facebook that this algorithm problem will affect. I mean, Google has a similar issue with its products. Um, Caitlin would have to speak a little more to Apple and what's going on there. Amazon has its own algorithms. Mm -hmm. Like every internet is running on these things. And that's why it's important for us to grasp somehow our brain, just wrap our brains around what it is that is affecting actually affecting our day-to-day because just because somebody isn't quote-unquote extremely online doesn't mean that their real world will not be affected by what is happening there. We're way past that point, guys. It's 2021. (laughs) Yeah, We're all online. It doesn't matter if you're extremely or even a little bit. We are all online. It is all affecting us. And for a lot of people, Facebook is online for them, especially in other countries. Like Facebook is the internet. Um, Shosh, Okay, now we we know what's going on. <laughs> we have we we sort of grasp all of the very deep problems that are happening on Facebook and within Facebook. Is there anything that people can actually do with this information? Uh, I mean, like, is your only option to quit using all Facebook products, which includes Instagram, WhatsApp, right. which is just not an option to leave yep. for a lot right, of people, exactly. which mm-hmm. you've, you've covered before. Um, what what can we do about this? Right. So like I've covered uh, WhatsApp because I'll, I have a lot of family living in the Middle East and I use WhatsApp primarily to communicate with them. So a lot of my coverage has just been like, folks can't leave these platforms. You know, right now, the same way we see with a lot of Facebook scandals, there's that whole kind of push to, oh, just leave the platform. Like it's so easy. Like realistically, a lot of people can't. So I think like really the only thing folks can do is like, re- I'm not going to say read our coverage. But (laughs) (laughs) read our coverage, (laughs) read read our coverage and just read, you know, Facebook will often kind of come out with these PR friendly statements or these public facing kind of documents that sound very polished and they make they're designed to make people feel safe. You know, I've covered this a lot uh, in regards to the company's privacy policies. They're often like not they're not untrue but they're like deliberately worded to kind of lull people into a false sense of security. So what I'm hoping at the very least is that these documents give people a reason to maybe take Facebook's columns with like a grain of salt uh, because this company isn't going anywhere. Uh, the fact that it just renamed, mm-hmm. renamed itself is kind of a testament to that. Uh, and it's only going to mm-hmm. become a mm-hmm. bigger and bigger part of our lives. Yep. Well, yep. I guess maybe the one thing people can do is think twice before buying a virtual reality headset and jacking yeah. into the uh, buy, <laughs> Facebook's version. Don't buy, like I have, like I have a Facebook portal that the company uh, gave to me at a press event a while back. I have never turned that thing on. It's just like mine <laughs> is on right here really? in the background. Flo is using yeah, hers as this, we speak. <laughs> my my daughter loves it. She really? loves it because this is how she calls all all. That's how she calls her grandparents and her godmother. 
And they're all accessible right. through either Facebook, Instagram, or WhatsApp. WhatsApp. Right. And mm-hmm. it's very easy for the grandparents to use it. And the technology they put in this camera to follow my toddler around the house mm-hmm. while she plays, mm-hmm. she's literally hanging out with her like her family yeah. from the other side. And I, I see this and I think to myself, this is... Yeah, right. this, like this is why we need to just yeah. talk about this more because mm-hmm. this isn't going anywhere. Yeah. And that's completely valid. You know, I see a lot of folks like guilting other folks, like how dare you use a Facebook product? Like how dare you message your family on WhatsApp? But like, if that's the only way you can keep in contact with your grandparents, more power yeah. to you. Like that's completely it makes valid. My, it makes my family members yeah. so happy when they get to spend yeah. that time with her through the Facebook and portal. Great. And like, why would I take yeah. that away from them? Right. Like, for all of the ills that this company's brought on society, they also bring a lot of good. Connected a lot of people. I mean... Yeah, exactly. Like, you and me, Josh, we have, like, family overseas that we're staying in contact with because of their products. Right, right. So, yeah, you know, (sighs) it's neither black nor white. There's a lot of gray. Uh, But yeah, read our coverage, because I like to think that we're being pretty fair about, balanced about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I think just staying informed is really all we can do. And being being skeptical of all companies and all products. Always be skeptical. In the end, we are (laughs) we we are the products they're after. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, so we just have to have more awareness. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you so much for joining us, Shosh. It was so nice to talk to you and see your face on this tiny screen. Oh, well, thanks. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Uh, Always happy to help and talk massive company scandals. We, we love, we love it. <laughs> VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Well, now that we've talked about the metaverse and genocide, all sorry, all in the span of twenty minutes. <laughs> Listen, I now, realize it's not super professional for me to laugh, but look, I think it's just the the word I was using meta in such a fun way, and like Mark just took that away from me. So I need a laugh to deal with it. You know, we we have to laugh about these things, mm-hmm. but what we really want to do is have some fun, and that's why we're going to fangirl a little bit about. Our Peloton bikes, which is maybe the most basic sentence I've said today, at least. I know. Um, <laughs> I know. I, I was it's thinking so, about what? that, too. We're Yeah. I mean, we're we're part of a little cult. It's not a bad cult. OK, we don't have there's no MLM here. We're not selling anything. Uh, we don't get any kickbacks. This is purely because Caitlin and I, we we need to be motivated. <laughs> and the best yes. motivation is somebody who has more energy and more ability to bring in positivity than I do to kind of give yes. me some of that so that I can move my body and not die young. That's that's all we're asking. We don't ask too much. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just, I just need somebody to motivate young. me. <laughs> it's 
<laughs> so look, okay, we both have the Peloton Bike Plus, right, Flo? You have the Bike Plus, as yeah, well. the swivel screen. Uh, so I, re- <laughs> the swivel screen. Um, I reviewed it, and then I just, you know, Peloton was like, you know, you're done reviewing it. We're gonna come get it, and I was like, let me, let me just buy that from you real quick. <laughs> so I bought it. I just loved it so much. Like. I was running a lot and then pandemic happened and I just was like so tired and like not able to motivate myself and taking these spinning classes. I know it sounds ridiculous, but like it really is a bright spot in the day because the instructors are so great. And I know people are now really into Cody Rigsby because he's on Dancing with the Stars and he is one of the best ones. Like he's so funny and he's like super motivational. He is. But I hope that people will get into the other instructors as well because they're Mm -hmm. all different and they're all, you know, motivational in their own way. Um, Flo, what do you you love about it? I think the thing for me was postpartum life was really hard going into the pandemic because I used to go to the gym and I used to hike. But the pandemic happened. And then before we were all vaccinated, it was kind of scary to, like, go to my usual hiking spots. There was no way in heck I was going to go to the gym. Yes, I said heck. There's no way in hell I was going to go to the gym. (laughs) I still want to go to the gym. I'm like, ugh. Yeah, I used to like to go to the gym because it would get me out of the house. And, you know, when I was freelancing, I was just always in my room. Still am always in my room. But now I don't have time to leave. (laughs) Exactly. I can't leave the way I used to. Uh, I have a kid now and I got to help out. But I can Mm -hmm. steal 25 minutes, half an hour, every other day to kind of get my heart moving when I don't have time to, you know, do a full outdoor routine. And so the Peloton has been really helpful with that. It's really helped me sleep better because I'm actually exercising. It mm-hmm. It's helpful because if the kid just, you know, she just wants to sit and play with her toys can just, as long as somebody's, I'm still a little concerned on the bike. And so you, Caitlin, just recently did the review on the tread, the treadmill, which they had yes. recalled mm-hmm. the other one before it because yes. a child was killed. Killed. From mm-hmm. a very... And there were injuries. A child died. Um, that treadmill, the, the really expensive one, is designed differently than a conventional treadmill. Mm-hmm. So it has these like slats that sort of move it's higher off the ground and there's no like bar underneath so if you like slide off and you can slide under so that's bad uh so they recalled it they didn't handle that well at all um and now they've introduced some new safety features but there's not really similar safety features for the bike yeah so the bike has you're concerned I want to explain that the bike is it is slim enough where it fits in just like the perfect little spot of the living room. And I think one of the appeals of the Peloton was that they designed it to just kind of like fit into the background. It's not this garish piece of exercise equipment. All right. I get it. They deliver to your house. It's a whole experience. And then you have all these classes that go with it. All it all works. You clip in with your shoes and you're going off. But while you're going on the bike, the front wheel, the disc that propels the whole bike to do its thing, it's fully exposed. So if my kid, who is very, very curious when I'm on the bike, comes over to touch the spinning wheel, which she does when I'm not on it, by the way, I get very scared that that's, I don't know, it's going to cut her. She's going to get, something's going to happen to her. It's scary for me. So 
there always has to be somebody watching her or she has to be mm-hmm. out of the house before I can get on the bike. And yeah. it it's frustrating because I love the Peloton experience. And I now, and I think Caitlin, it's the same for you. Like we have a lot of friends and people around us who have bought a bike over the pandemic and are now like, we're all part of this little club. We're like, yeah. what class did you take this weekend? I should take that Britney Spears 40-minute ride. <laughs> it's great. It yeah, is. And I like that aspect. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I love that aspect of it because that's what I miss about going to a yoga studio or going to a gym with other folks. But I think about how Peloton isn't maybe considering, you know, those of us in cramped houses where we're... Yeah, I I do think I do think they should, you know, they have a a passcode feature for the tread. You have to enter a passcode before you can even it won't move at all until you've entered it. They should definitely do something similar for the bike that way. Like, you know, Mona wouldn't be able to accidentally like start spinning the wheel like it just wouldn't move without a passcode. And yeah, like a little like slipcover situation Mm -hmm. to hide the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. Safety is like. And it's not even just Peloton. It's like every company who makes home gym equipment. This is something that we have to think about because whether it's kids or pets or, you know, someone in your household who like just shouldn't be around this stuff, it, it can be dangerous. Like they're big pieces of machinery. Mm-hmm. So I think you're I think you're right. More safety features. Yes. But but otherwise we love it. Yeah. But otherwise we love it. Cause I, I think those safety features would at least be a good faith move on Peloton to be like, we recognize that we maybe made this for like a certain type of user. I would appreciate that. But if you're wondering why everybody is tweeting and talking about their Peloton and showing off with their stats, it's because you know, and there's a reason that NordaTrack and all these other brands have been kind of following it. Now I see like Michael Phelps is shilling the NordaTrack one and I'm like Michael, Michael, you don't use that tip, please. I know you. You go to a lap pool that's in your backyard every day. I know you have money for this, okay? You're not using a bike. Don't, don't, Mm -mm. no, no. Mm -mm. No, (sighs) Michael, come on. (laughs) Yeah, he's not part of the Peloton lifestyle, which now includes, so Cody was on Dancing with the Stars. He was doing okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's doing okay. Um, I haven't been watching. I tuned in last week. He's... Yeah, he had COVID, right? And so he was his partner had COVID. She got she got oh, uh, she okay. tested positive okay. for it, so they couldn't dance. And they went based on his like test on their uh, test dance, which is never fair because you never give a hundred ten percent when you're doing like the rehearsal, you know? Right. That's right. what I always say. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's okay. Well, we uh, wish him the best of luck. <laughs> yes. I don't even know if he's still on. Uh, Delta Airlines, by the way, if you're a frequent flyer, you'll have Peloton classes soon. We wrote about that this week. They're going to do meditation and like guided thinking. Some stretching. Assume, some stretching. Guided thinking. <laughs> guided thinking. We all need some guided thinking on the plane. Yes. That's that's what we all want. Is Especially when that person is just shoving their elbow like into you and mm-hmm. you're like, is this class going to help me Take with that? Take deep breaths. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take deep mm-hmm. breaths. That's all you got to do. Yeah. Well, Flo, it's time for us to wrap it up. This has been a pleasure. Thank it has you, been as a pleasure. always, for being on this journey with me. Yes, and we didn't have to actually <laughs> dive into the metaverse to do it. We didn't. Look at us. We just did it, like, on a video call. Just, That's, yes. I'm really proud of us. <laughs> I can't believe we managed. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Before we go, we have to thank our producer, Michaela Heck. 
who uh, makes this all possible, and our sound engineer, Brian Allen, and our art designer, Vicki Lita. We also want to remind you that if you've got questions, comments, concerns, you can email us at gadgets at gizmodo.com. You can also tweet us at gizmodo. And you can find us on our social media profiles. I'm all that flow. Caitlin is Caitlin underscore McGarry. <laughs> yes, the underscore. Still my, still a vendetta. It's your cross to bear. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Please like and subscribe on your podcast app of choice. And if you are using Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. It helps us so much. Until next week. Bye-bye, everybody.